Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dana Shea, and you're listening to Real Relationship Talk. We are at episode 64, and we are winding down our Marriage Vow series. We have a couple more episodes in this series, and we will be donezo. Well, I hope you all have been enjoying this. I heard from a couple yesterday, and they were just talking about how much they have been thinking about the vows that they took on their wedding day and how much this podcast has meant to them. And so I appreciate that. And of course, I encourage them to write a review so that other people can be able to hear um, how this podcast has encouraged them and blessed their marriage. And maybe that's you. Not only do I love to hear from my listeners, but also writing reviews helps podcasts to be seen and found by viewers just like you. So without any further ado, I want to tell you about today's show. My cousins, Tammy and Chris Satterfield, are our guests today. And I have known Tammy all her life, of course. She's nine months younger than me, and I always call her my little cousin. But I have walked with Tammy and Chris over the last couple of years through a really devastating diagnosis that she received in her health. And she's going to talk about that diagnosis. Chris is going to also talk about what it has been like from a caretaker's point of view. Plus, Chris has also been battling his own set of health issues. And so we go there. We talk about rejection. We talk about um, vulnerability. We talk about lots of things that I think couples might even be afraid to talk about in their marriage if they're dealing with sickness or illness. And listen, guys, none of us wants to be in the situation where we are going to have to potentially take care of our spouses forever. It's not what we, quote, sign up for. Even though we say the vows, we don't really think about what would my life actually look like if I had to take care of my spouse. And so I have had, like I said, the privilege of walking this journey with Tammy and Chris. And it's not been a perfect journey as they're going to share with us today. They're going to talk about their highs and their lows, what they've learned throughout this entire process. So I think it's going to be really encouraging, not only for those of you who have dealt with sickness in your relationships, but for those of us who might deal with this. And we don't know. Again, we don't know. And so I'm just believing and praying that what they say will just be deposited in us so that if you should need to pull this episode back from the vaults, years later even, you will be equipped with how to handle sickness when it comes into your marriage. So without any further ado, I think I say that every single week, but without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's episode with my guests, Chris and Tammy Satterfield. As you guys know, we are in this podcast series called Insignia, or the podcast series is actually called um, Marriage Vows, but we are talking today about in sickness and in health. And so I wanted to bring Tammy and Chris on because I know that they know firsthand what it is like to have to commit to those vows when it's hard. And that's really the whole point of this podcast series is this, none of this is easy. It's not easy to say for better or for worse. It's not easy to say in sickness and in health. It's not easy to honor, to cherish and all of that stuff. Um, And so I'm just excited to be able to hear from Chris and Tammy and to talk to them about how, you know, they found themselves in the situation of really having to rely on those vows. And so thank you, Chris and Tammy, for being here today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's start from the beginning. You guys have been married for three years. And when you first got married, how long had you been married when you found out that one of you were sick? Yeah, six months. So tell us a little bit about 
that day? Had you guys been in perfect health before? I mean, obviously, I know your story, but our listeners don't. So kind of tell us where you were health wise and and kind of what happened that day. Chris had had some issues before we got married with his heart, but I think the most pressing issue at the time was we had just found out that we were pregnant. Wow. So Chris had been having some issues with his heart at that time. Was that something that was concerning or was it just kind of like, eh, you know, just everybody kind of has ailments here and there? No, it was concerning. Yeah, it was concerning because I had, uh, so I was, you know, born with um, some uh, heart issues and I've had two open heart surgeries and um, I've been able to do a lot of great things. And then and somehow, some way is, uh, continue to be seasoned in life. Um, I think what happened was the scar tissue from those surgeries began to um, mess with my heart a little bit. So that has caused me to have some irregularity. Uh, the irregularity was quite frequent. And from that, I had, uh, I think, three or four heart ablations, and they were kind of back to back to back. And I think my last heart ablation, um, I was in surgery for no, the one before last, sorry, the one before last, it was 10 hours. Wow. And they said it was only going to be for four hours. And so um, I think we were, yeah, we were, uh, we were married then too, I think at the time. Yes, it was early on. So uh, very alarming, very concerning. Um, So no, that was very serious. Okay. And so then right around that same time, you guys get the news that Tammy you had been diagnosed with cancer. Tell us a little bit about that day. What was that like for you? Um, I think just events leading up to the day we were, we had went to a doctor. I had just gotten um, some information from a doctor, just started like the OBGYN visits. And I was telling him that I had some like pain in my arm and he kind of was like, well, you know, you are pregnant. And I was like, I do. And so he just kind of was very dismissive about my hurt. And so I told Chris, you know, at the time I was like, I, I was like, I don't feel comfortable with that doctor. I was like, he kind of was, he didn't listen to me. So we ended up switching over my hairdresser and I had become really good friends at the time. And um, we still are good friends not at the <laughs> time, but uh, we had just, you know, began a tighter friendship. And she kept telling me about her doctor, how she how she was great. So I went and visited her and really liked her. So she became like our OB of choice. And so um, I told her about my pain and she was kind of like, well, let's just see how it goes. And then maybe after like the second or third visit, she's like, look, we are going to like figure out what's going on. So she scheduled an MRI and I had an MRI and she told me that she called me back and she was like, Hey, where are you? Let's look at the house. She said, where's Chris? I was like, I don't know. So she ended up telling me I had a mask and I took it apparently too well. And so she, me and her got off the phone and she was like, okay. And I was like, all right, talk to you later. And so, um, she called, I called Chris and then Chris, when I told him about the mask, he was like, Tam. And I was like, what? And um, he was just kind of like, that's really serious. And I was like, it is. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh. So then I kind of like stepped back and I was like, okay. So then maybe just as fast as I hung up with him, she called me right back. And she was like, I just wanted to like touch base with you again. You took that way too well. Like, do you understand? And I was like, well, I was like, I think now I have more questions because I've talked to Chris and he told me like the severity of it. So then she, you know, she then kind of went ahead and explained, like, this is what this could mean. And she, of course, wasn't definitive about anything because she said, um, 
you know, we first have to biopsy these things and to make sure they are what we think they are and so on. So long story short, uh, we go get a biopsy and they called us back um, to tell us to come in two days later. And I was kind of like, okay. And at that time, like, I think I knew at that point it was bad news. Mm -hmm. And I told Chris that night, I was like, this isn't good. And he was like, why do you say that? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I just feel like if it were good, they would have told me over the phone. I was like, and I was like, I had, by that time I had taken my report and I had read it and I had begin to dissect it and Google words in the report and like, you know, just doing what we do. And um, the doctor came in that day and we were, all four of us were sitting down, all four of us, my mom included Chris, the doctor, um, myself. And then there was a nurse navigator who was standing in there. And um, he said, yep, you got cancer, hit the table. And I was like, and I mean, I tell people this all the time, but had I not been sitting down, I probably would have hit the floor because I just could not believe that I had cancer and that um, I was pregnant. I was just like, how does that happen? Like all at the same time. And was it already there or did it get there afterwards? Like it was, it was a lot of questions. And you know, I don't want to say he was rude. I just want to say you could tell that he was very, um, what's a good way of putting it? Like he was very like, yeah, he was very emphatic. And it was like, he's used to delivering that news day in, day out. Um, and he was like, what, I'm gonna turn you over to the nurse navigator and she can answer any questions you got. Like, you know, like I got to deliver the news, but I really don't have to stay here to take care of this part. You know, Mm -hmm. we spent the next few hours with her. Um, I didn't stay in the room much of the time because I was extremely emotional. I cried and cried and cried. And my, luckily, you know, my mom and Chris were there to really absorb the information for me because I could not, um, I just, I couldn't process it all. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, you know, maybe pregnancy has something to do with it, but I think some of it was just natural raw emotion when you get that news. Right. I mean, I can totally understand that. Chris, what was going through your mind? I know Tammy said she was super emotional and I'm sure that you weren't, you know, happy about it. But like, did you what you can remember, like what was going through your mind the moment that you found out? Uh, Shock, numbness, disbelief. Um, I think, you know, the full spectrum of emotions, um, you know, just, you know, you get married. Like I said, got married, had had a situation in my heart. You know, she got pregnant. Then we get this news. I mean, it was like something like every month or every few weeks. And it's just like, good gracious, you know, and this kind of was like the icing on the cake. And it's just like, like, you know, like my wife was saying, you know, it was very difficult to process um, that news. And, um, you know, at times it still can be very difficult to process. So um, can't, I don't have any words for it outside of that. Very, very tough to articulate. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Let me ask you, when you guys just kind of your normal MO, Chris, when you are going through a tough situation, when your back is up against the wall, when you feel like the pressure is on, do you have a tendency to kind of go into situations or to pull back? I think it depends, you know, Um, it depends. This is a situation, of course, is out of your control. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, how do you be going in? What are you going in with? You know, you can't control it. Like you don't have any knowledge, 
So you're kind of navigating it in the blind per se. There's a lot of information out there. Um, you know, there may be some people who have gone through it, but um, it's one of those, it's, again, one of those situations where you just don't know, um, you know, but I would like to think that I go into it and face it, but situation like this, it's kind of like, whoa. You right. Know. And you guys are young. And that's the thing that, you know, obviously people who are listening to the podcast can't see you if they're watching on YouTube. <laughs> obviously they see your young faces, but I mean, this probably was not something that you thought you would be dealing with in your thirties, you know? Um, and so I think that that's important because a lot of people, when they get married, we say these vows like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for richer, for poor and sickness, we just say these things, but you don't think I'm actually going to go through a situation where I'm going to have to really like walk through a long prolonged illness. And so how were you all able to, and I'm sure that the journey has been, I know, cause I'm in, you know, but I know that the journey has, has not just been a smooth, straight road. Has it been difficult for you to maintain your unity? Uh, we've had some, we've had some major bumps, you know, we've had some challenges, um, quite a few challenges, you know, it has, you know, I would like to think that, you know, once we get through all of this, it would, make us closer, bring us closer. I like to believe that. Um, but like I say, you know, kind of with marriage in theory, you know, you think you're dealing with this down the road, but it's here and you have to try to figure out the navigation, you know, component because we, uh, you know, we are so a blended family. So we have, you know, our son plus two daughters. And so trying to figure all that out, who we are um, individually, who we are collectively, um, you know, it's, there's a lot of different, avenues, if you may, in trying to figure this out. Um, but I like to think that, you know, we have grown, you know, closer, um, you know, through this. And there are times that we've, you know, grown, grown apart too. I think in those times when you grow apart, you have to remember and be intentional about, you know, trying to work it out and figure it out and, and what's what's important, uh, what's the grand scheme of things and remembering why you got married. Because I think that you know, at times when you, you go through so much, you you may forget why you got married because it's like, I didn't expect all this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is not what I signed up for, you know, and so many different things, you know. So um, that's my long answer to your beautiful question. <laughs> Tammy, I know that you're like a strong, independent woman. How has it been for you to be in need during this season? Like you've been needing Chris to take care of you and and all of those things. Yeah, I think that's the, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No, I think that, you know, what life experiences will do to you as a couple, right? The, the, you find out during this journey and along this journey where you need to grow, um, And I feel that God has a very interesting way of growing you out of areas rather quickly. I tell Chris all the time, like I look at him and I'm like, I can't believe I married you. Um, (laughs) And not in like a context to that, please. (laughs) Right. It is just so surreal that there's this stranger that I met five years ago and I have now had to be so vulnerable with you. And so, I mean, you talk about vulnerability, like to have a bald head within, you know, the first year of your marriage, like that is vulnerability, you know, or to be like, hey, will you shave my head because I'm losing all my hair? 
Like that's vulnerability within the first six to eight months of your marriage that, that I wasn't prepared to have to be able to give or even to have to be able to share, you know, you know, we are like, we want to be cute, you know, try to still maintain this cuteness during, you know, maybe we 10, 12, 20 years down the road, you know what I look like, you know, I'm good, good, you know, but to be so early in it, um, was, um, was hard for me because I am independent and I do, you know, I wanted to contribute my share to this marriage, you know, and I wanted to come and this spread table that we had and show you what I got. And, and I think I, I felt like, man, like I'm not able to do that. And so for me, um, it, 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 it took a lot out of me. It took me having to rely on Chris a little bit more, well, actually a lot of bit more, um, and in some very tough spaces, very tough spaces. So, um, yeah, it was hard if that's the short answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you tapped into like that vulnerability piece, you know, seeing, I don't, I can't imagine like at your lowest of lows, you know, being sick, like vomiting and, you know, being in the bed and, and you're a new mom and you couldn't really take care of your son, probably the way that you envisioned I'm going to take care of my son this way as a new mom. And Chris, you're working full time and you're trying to take care of Tammy and trying to take care of a new baby. And in the midst of that, you guys are still newlyweds. Like, I just want people to sit with that for a second, because that's a lot. It's a well, lot. Let me tell you, like you say vomiting and you <laughs> you also get to know how strong your partner is. Or is it too, right? So. I, I don't. It's funny. I don't do vomit. <laughs> I don't either. I told Sean, I'm like, Sean, when you start that, I'm you on your own. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you good. You, you got a trash can? You good? Yeah. It was like, like one night, and this, this is like a really funny story. I was pregnant, um, and I had probably like just finished chemo or something. And I was like, Chris, it's not good. So he was like, okay, okay. Like, he was like, eyebrows up, like, I'm ready, I'm ready. So then he like went and got the trash can, and I'm like laying in the bed. He's like really like um like helping me. And then finally, like I finally like vomited, right? And he was like, Mom! Like he called my mom so fast. Like he was like, I can do it all. But this is where I draw the line. This is where I draw the line right here. Yeah. She, she had to like really come in. He, she was like, I got it, I got it, Chris. You just you leave. <laughs> so I think, you know, like I said you you find out where you both are strong at, you know, and you find out also where you need help from outside, you know, sources to be able to get you th- through some of the tough moments. Because if there's one thing that we've found out and that we know is that as strong as we both are together, we still need our village. We still need our community mm, to, mm. to help us get through some really hard spaces. Mm. So, um, you know, don't be, you know, don't think that you guys have to do it on your own. And if you do have to do it on your own, give each other grace and, you know, the room to grow and the room to mess up and, you know, the room to just be like, Hey, it's okay. We, we didn't get it right, but we'll try it again next time. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really admire about just like watching y'all's journey is I know of couples who have dealt with prolonged illness and they've divorced in the midst of that, where the spouse who was sick has been left alone. And I'm like, oh my God, like to me, that just seems so selfish. But then I also try to have empathy for 
sometimes people are like, I did not sign up for all of this. And I am not a caretaker. I'm not a nurse. I don't know what to do. This is not the person that I married. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I, I remember I, you know, went through divorce and that was like rejection from a husband. And then, you know, going through chemo, I felt, I mean, going through cancer, I felt like that was rejection from God. So I can't imagine, um, and I don't want to say this because I, you know, you say, well, I, I could never, but because you could, because the grace of God will definitely get you through. But I know that those were two of the toughest battles in my mind of, man, I'm being, reje- I felt I was rejected on, on all sides, like being rejected on all sides. The mind is a battleground. Yeah. It's a battleground. Yeah. And like, if you can, I sit, I sit at night and I listen to this, um, this meditation at night, every night, don't I say? Yes. Like it's it's a meditation. I turn it on and I listen to it every single night because I need for my mind to be whole. Mm -hmm. I need to like go to bed and sleep well and then be able to wake up in the morning and be ready for whatever's preparing like for the next day. So if it's chemo, you know, you don't, you need to be mentally strong. You know, you need to be physically strong you know, like both of those things go hand in hand. So taking care of your mind during this process is extremely important too. And being able to cast down like negative thoughts are extremely important. And to understand what's real and what's not real are very, very, very important. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. The Joyce Meyer wrote a book years ago called Battlefield for the Mind. And, you know, that's what I started thinking about when you were talking about that, you know, and then the scripture, of course, came to my mind. So we take every every thought captive. Right. Because it's it's yeah, I can imagine, you know, is my husband still attracted to me? You know, am I a burden to him? Does he wish that maybe he was with somebody else? Like all those thoughts that go through your mind. And then God knows, Chris, the thoughts that are going through your mind, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So when you guys are able to like come together instead of like pulling apart, I think that's where like that's that's where the beauty of like God's grace is seen. God's Mm -hmm. grace isn't seen because you're quoting scriptures. God's grace is seen because you're living it out. But, you know, it's one of those things like what Tam just said, even even the husband or whomever the spouse, the caretaker, you know, is or whatever, they can also feel rejected, too, just Mm -hmm. based off of some of the internal thoughts, you know, that their partner may have or have you and, you know. They may have these internal thoughts. They may not necessarily say them out loud, but there will be different actions. And it's kind of like, what in the world? So, and then it's, then you have a conversation. Are you trying? Yeah, I'm going to try to do You don't act like, when have I, I haven't said it. I haven't done it. What a yada, what a yada. And it's just like, before you know it, it's like, well, good gracious, you know, am I attractive or am I such and such as well? So I think both partners can go through that. And it's also a mental um, challenge for the caretaker as well, too. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been in therapy. I've had to do a lot of work as well, too. And um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, but like I said, you know, that the battlefield of mine is very, very strong. People take it lightly. That's why I am. Uh, I love the, I think it's a t-shirt talks about um, therapy and God, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I think you really do need both, you know, that therapy aspect gives you from a, from a practical level, you know, being able to live day to day in those things there, you know, of course, God from the spirituality, uh, we can't see God, but we have the spirit of God in us and those things there. But some people are like, listen, I understand I got the spirit of God, but I need to talk to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, before I go cuckoo, yeah. you know, um, because I need them to hear me. At least I need to vent or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? So 
I think it's those is very important, very important. And I, I want to say this because I think that you say something so like good rejection, like don't be afraid to have tough conversations. Right. And especially because you're still human at the end of the day, both of you. Right. Like um, the sexual needs that he has, you know, and I still have needs that I have sexually or non-sexually. And so I think um, like initially, and, and even now, like we still struggle because chemo does give you such an imbalance in sexuality. I, I'm in this group and some of them are like, I have no desire for sex, you know, but then, you know, you have to remember that there's also still another party over here that has needs and has desires and that has wants. And so I think it's important that the spouse that has wants, whether you're the one that's sick or whether you're one, the one that's not, that you still talk about those things. Because the last thing you want to do is try to be upholding one end of the, the vow, but then be breaking another end of the vow because mm-hmm. you haven't had good communication and talked about the needs that you have and you weren't able to be honest with your partner. So if it is more sex you need, talk about it and figure out how you guys can get to a good point or to a point where you both are satisfied in the marriage. Um, and maybe for the wife, it, if it's just more like, I need more attention or I need you to tell me more that I'm beautiful or like whatever it may be, make sure you're communicating so that you're still getting what you need out of the marriage. That's good stuff. That's great. That was worth the price of admission right there. So I think that, you know, even as you were saying earlier, Tammy, like God has a way of growing us in situations that we wouldn't necessarily choose. And I think that he is probably really, you know, grown a lot of um, selflessness in both of you. And so I think that, you know, if there's any good that could come out of something like that, that would be one of them. Tell us what are some other good things that you've been able to see that has come out of this whole situation of walking through illness? I definitely admire my wife. She is the epitome of a warrior, you know, trying to get emotional. You know, because she is, um, I'm telling you, you know, I look at um, my issues and, you know, they're, you know, to me, they're nowhere near where what she's dealing with to to get up and go every day and to and just fight and and try to find a sense of normalcy and be a wife, be a mom, be a woman, be a daughter, be a friend, cousin and so forth and so on. To me, it's amazing. And, And it took me a while to really recognize that and appreciate that. But. My wife truly is a warrior. I mean, she really is. I mean, she refuses to, you know, well, she she refused during the time to stop working. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to keep working and keep working. And I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, some people won't go to work because they have a headache. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or they didn't get enough sleep or something. I'm like, here's this woman. She's battling, you know, for her life. And she's still trying to do what she can. And no, you know, no one's perfect in, in those things there. But I think I've come to um, to appreciate my wife. And um, she's my she really is my hero. She really is. She is. She's the strongest person that I know. And I'm, I think I'm thankful that I get to to do this life for her because, you know, I you know, I thought I was strong. But um, but I recognize that she is very strong, you know, um, headstrong, too, but strong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget that part. <laughs> yeah. Always that coffee. Yeah. Always that strong willed side. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what about you, Tammy? What have you, what good have you been able to see from this situation? Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it's hard. To, it's some days are really, it's really hard to see good, right? Because you can see so much like stress and anxiety. But um, I will say it has brought me to a new sense of like spirituality, right? Um, with myself, um, with my husband. Like, I think I've, I remember when we were going through it initially, like Chris would stop and pray on a dime. And I'd be like, just because I was like, I was one mad at God. I was mad, mad, mad. And um, and then two, I just didn't have the words to just put it together at times. And so I was grateful for um, him being able to, to war me through some really hard spaces. And then I then began to war through some hard spaces and have some honest conversations with God and just beginning to be like, okay, like, just get me through like this day. <laughs> all right, God, just get me through this chemo treatment. Like, you know, all right, God, let me just get through this needle poke. Like just, I mean, it would be, and I would begin to be like so honest about just like, I'm scared. Like, and I would have quick prayers with him, you know, um, less long drawn out 30 minute devotions in the morning because I woke up and had my coffee sitting out. No, forget that. Like, um, it was more like, it was like a minute by minute, um, like situation by situation, like God help me. I need your help. And it wasn't deep. It wasn't super spiritual. It wasn't the thou wilt thou comest now. No, it was like, in just plain day verbiage, like, God help me. Like I am having a hard time right now. And, um, I saw that, that honesty, um, that I was able to kind of be more transparent with God. I could be more honest with myself and I could learn like myself a little bit better. And not to say we still didn't have our moments, but I could learn Chris even the more, right? Because, I would even ask God, like, God, show me if I'm changing, because believe it or not, as you have these drugs like pumped inside of you, it's a chemical. And so you have a chemical imbalance. And so you might snap off at something that you wouldn't normally snap off at, but you're chemically imbalanced. And so I would have to like be like, okay, God, like, was I wrong for that? Like, did I just snap on him for no reason? And so he would he would show me those things. And I think I apologize. I don't know, like a gazillion times. They're like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have snapped at you. And I think that Chris has been very gracious to me, understanding that like some of it has, has been chemo. Um, some of it is my natural personality. So <laughs> one and two combined. Mm-hmm. I definitely like, don't, be trying, don't be trying to drug, blame them drugs. <laughs> there you go. You see my face. <laughs> but um but you know but both of them together you know and then even postpartum when you add that in I went through a really tough like I was very imbalanced and so um I think the I think it has taught me just like just grace you know like the grace of God that he gives you and that he can empower you and then the grace that, you know, you need. And then also the grace that you have to give to other people. Um, I think that's probably been my best lessons. Like those have been like some of the best moments. Those quick moments with God um, have probably been just amazing. 
That's great. That's great. And I know, and none of us are trying to paint a, a picture of this has been peaches and cream because you're still no. journey. <laughs> <laughs> let's not, let's clear that up really quick. It's yeah. <laughs> Let's make it all the way clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about where you all are today. Tammy, how are you feeling? How's your health as much as you want to disclose that? Yeah. Um, you know, this past diagnosis I think was really rough. Um, we got got like it's just the unknown at this point um of like what's next. So right now I'm on chemo. Um back on chemo and Prayerfully that this one will, you know, shrink the mass, get rid of it, done with it. Um, but it's a tough chemo. It's not an easy one. And so with that, um, have hard, I have some really hard days. But you learn to manage it. Um, and, you know, you try to get in front of like the things that you know are going to be hard. So if you know, like, oh, I'm going to be nauseous, then, you know, you're trying to take those medicines in advance to, um, you know, help you with the side effects. So that's kind of where I am with that. And then also just having an amazing sister circle. I have an amazing family, you know, um, my girlfriends will come down here and, you know, we'll get together. My family's coming down here in a few weeks and we're going to get together. And so um, I appreciate those things because like, those are the things that keep you going, you know, um, Because, you know, you need those water stations and you need those moments like for people to encourage you because it's a it's a hard journey. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a hard journey. And so you appreciate when people think enough of you to um, take time out of their day to come and spend time with you or to take time away from their family to come and spend it with you. Because I'm the type of person I would never ask for people to do that, you know. But um, I'm always grateful when someone acknowledges the fact that like, hey, maybe, you know, she needs to be encouraged or maybe Chris needs a break or, you know, um, because believe it or not, in those moments, they give Chris a break, right, from having to like be my primary like caretaker. Um, So, yeah, that's where we are. Um, Chemo indefinitely Um, and indefinitely just because they don't know like what it's going to do. Um, and, you know, we'll take it one day at a time. Yeah. I love that you're touching on that village part, you know, because I think that, I mean, I know you and I know that it is hard. It will be hard for me to ask for help and to let people in um, to a very vulnerable, intimate part of your life like that. And so I think that the fact that you guys are doing this, not perfectly, but you're doing it well. And I um, of course, I'm always praying for you. You guys are going to still have your bumps. You're still going to get at each other and get on each other's nerves. And honestly, you know, I think, <laughs> but I think that's what makes like it real. Like that, you, Chris, you're not trying to pretend that you're somebody else. Tammy, you're not trying to pretend like you're somebody else. Like you're like, this is me. This is, this is what it is. And, um, and so I think that that's, it's encouraging for other couples to see that you can go through something really hard. And you can grow through it, not just grow from it, but you can like grow through it and you can become better even in the midst of something that's challenging. So still growing. Yeah. I mean, forget the sickness. I mean, take the sickness off the table. You still got to deal with regular marriage issues, you know, equally. Like, did you take the trash out? Like, no, you you know, like. Did you call them people? Yeah. You're supposed to do that. Like, so, so I think sickness is only the, it's still just a portion of what you, you still have to do other marriage stuff too. Like, 
Um, you know, we we talk about bills and you know, like stuff, the day-to-day stuff that still needs to be handled. You know, we still have to handle that as a couple. So it's not like, you know, oh, okay, well, since you got sickness, I'm gonna get rid of all the bills. <laughs> like, no, it's like you got the sickness and the bills. Now what y'all gonna do? You know? Yeah, be, no, that's enough. What? Enough, enough. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think, you know, you you learn to juggle that other ball now. Like, you know, like, you know, see, you see people who can juggle three balls well, and then you see somebody, oh, there's, they can do four and five and six, you know? Or one. <laughs> or one. That's right. So grace, grace, grace. Like, that's the word that just keeps coming to mind. So there's just grace needed on every single side. All oh, my gosh. So yeah. true. Amen. So true. So Amen. true. Well, thank you guys for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate you guys being so honest and and letting people in a little bit. So kind of the messiness of all of this. <laughs> it's a beautiful mess. It's a beautiful mess. A beautiful mess. What a way to end that episode. You know, I have to remember sometimes because I'm so familiar with their story But as I was going back through the editing process and I was re-listening to what Tammy and Chris shared, I'm sitting over here like tearing up because of everything that they've gone through. And I'm going to tell you that both of them have grown exponentially throughout this whole journey. And while none of us believes that God causes cancer or God brings bad things upon people to teach them a lesson, I do believe that according to Romans 8:28, right? He can make everything work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I know that both Tammy and Chris love God. They are believers and they are called according to his purpose. And so as a cousin, as a friend, as a prayer warrior, it has been my honor to walk this journey and I've not walked it perfectly. And let me just say something to maybe those of you who you haven't gone through sickness yourself, but you are a friend or a family member or praying for someone who has, and there are times that you just don't know what to say. There are times that you don't know what to do. There are times that you just feel like, are my prayers enough? Like, is there something more I should be doing? I know I'm praying, but gosh, it seems like I should be doing more. I've certainly felt that way a lot and I could probably do more. But the truth of the matter is, is that this is Tammy's journey. This is Chris's journey. This is their journey as a couple. And I just know that God is going to continue to prove himself faithful because that's who he is and that is what he does. And so again, I just want to say thank you so much, Chris and Tammy. I know that you know, this is real time for them. As Tammy shared, this journey is not over, far from over. And um, she's still under treatment. Chris is still dealing with his heart issues. And so I'm still going to be there as their cousin to cheer them on and to support them in any way possible. And so what a privilege it was for me to interview them. Well, if you all want to get any show notes of this episode, I'm like, I don't even know what to write. I can't even type clearly right now. But um, I will have some show notes up on the website, realrelationshiptalk.com forward slash episode 64. You can check those out at your leisure. I will also link to both Tammy and Chris's Instagram in case you want to just reach out to them and let them know that this episode encouraged you. If you have some questions, maybe you are going through a health journey of your own, a battle, and you just want some encouragement, 
Um, I'm going to link to their Instagram profile so that you can reach out to them. And we have about two more episodes left in the Marriage Vow series. And then after that, we will be on to the next one, on to the next, uh, on to the next is my horrible rendition of Jay-Z. We'll be on to the next series. And so if you guys have a topic that you want me to cover on Real Relationship Talk, I am all ears. I want to make sure that I am bringing you content that is relevant to your life and that will continue to inspire, uplift, and encourage you as you build healthy relationships. Whether you're married, looking to be married, struggling in your marriage, it is all here in Real Relationship Talk for you. So thank you so much for being a part of this journey. I love you all. I am grateful for all of you. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.